<laughs> Sorry. It's almost yeah. like talking to each other for extended periods of time is extremely helpful for our mental health. I agree. I also just started thinking of the scene from Silent Night, Deadly Night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think <laughs> Why did that make you laugh uh, so much? The sequel, part I one? think. Yeah, yeah, part, yeah two. part two is Garbage Day. Yeah, I was like, Garbage Day? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. It's just the most ridiculous line. Oh. Hey everyone, Joe here. You're listening to the seventh episode of Like for Like, a podcast where my friends and I talk to some interesting people about what it means to be a creator in the world of social media. My co-hosts today are Alex. Hello. And Jonathan. Hello. On this episode, illustrator Chelsea Iroh will be joining us, but first, you're going to hear a conversation that we all had for the last 15 minutes before I recorded this. Whoa, editing. (laughs) I mostly keep like every single card my grandparents sent me. Like I have them all. <laughs> oh. But they're not really organized in a spot. It's just like under my bed, like in like a plastic Tupperware, like just tossed in there. Yeah. I keep a lot of cards too. Because mm-hmm. yeah, there is something kind of inherently like like sentimental about the uh you know, the the handwriting. Yeah, the written so, word. You know. If it's like a long message or something, then it's like, man, yeah, I kinda wanna, you know, put this in a Tupperware box under my bed or something. <laughs> I even have like just a sticky note on my computer right here. And sis John, I hope this helps with your trip to California. Love Papa Granny Annie. And Aww. yeah, like he uh just passed away and it's kinda queer crazy yeah. I have that handwriting on my computer right here with me. Yeah. Is that there's something it's definitely something to keep with, like handwriting, hand, handwritten stuff. Yeah. Of course. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad the, you still have that. Same here. The one card that I have kept uh, was actually from when I did session bass for a band called Deadly Breed. They're a bunch of like high schoolers, like maybe a little older. I think they they were just graduating that year or something. Was that that one-off thing that like uh, that like Chico hired you for shortly after we recorded Beta? Yeah, I remember uh, hearing about that. That's super cool, man. The the recording itself ended up being pretty good. I didn't prepare well enough for it at the time. I was not very mature as a like you know self starter. Um, right. So that was that was the only gig of that kind that I got around that time. <laughs> but it was oh, well. I mean, it was really cool to to have that experience. But they they wrote me like a really nice card afterwards, and it was cool. Uh, the context uh, was basically that they're. Uh, the Did you keep the card in a Tupperware uh, container underneath your bed? No, it's actually <laughs> in my desk. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, so I can I can see it when I open up the drawer to my desk because and kiss it every night. This <laughs> feels. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> no uh, it it's more like a like a little token of self validation. But the context with that was that their bassist that they were playing with passed away. He he Whoa. fell. There's a trail in Austin, and I forget what it's called. Um, is it? It's not like Devil's Backbone. It might be Devil's Backbone or something like that. But there's a, there's a hiking trail in Austin that apparently has like a really sheer cliff. And yeah. uh, occasionally people fall off of it. And he was one of those people. It was really sad. Good Lord. Didn't you say they were like high school age? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it well, was really, really sad. That's awful. We're starting it off uh, starting it off deep, guys. 
kind of on a somber note. Yeah. yeah. Good God. <laughs> I think we've been in kind of a somber mood lately. <laughs> Not yeah. lately, yeah. but yeah, circumstantial. When it's well, also it's, another one of those like dark rainy days outside. It's, it's been like that like all months. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of yeah. bringing me down, man. I need some sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See, normally it's pretty, pretty like invigorating for me. Like I love the rain. Same. Me too. But, uh, but my porch is not very conducive to like being out while it's raining because like there's not a whole lot of overhead, so like mm-hmm, the right. rain would just get me if I like went out there. And then like there's apartments across the street from me, like across the parking lot yeah, from me. The other so, building. Like, out there playing guitar in the rain, I I would just be able to see the neighbors from across the across the parking lot. That'd just be weird. Uh, uh, that'd be cool. You can. Y'all, you should communicate with another guitarist across the room. I mean, across the like the apartments. That'd be and very play good. the same song together, but like have like a delay sound to it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or That'd like, be cool. like have a have a click synced on walkie talkies or something like that, so that mm-hmm. we're all playing in time with each other. But then, like when you listen over the distance, it has delay just because of the Doppler effect. Yeah. Right. That'd be cool. That'd be like an art piece. Yeah, they're actually well, it's not exactly the same thing. There, there was an art piece a while back that was, um, it was a whole bunch of metronomes that started at the same tempo, and then gradually they just let all of the metronomes like naturally die. So yeah. like, like traditional metronomes that use a weight, if you just let, if you just let it go indefinitely, it will slow down yeah, to the yeah. point of stopping, and it takes like out. hours to do that. So they had this like circular building. I'm going to have to look this up. I want to say it was an Adam Neely video. They had this building that had like a circular hall around Mm -hmm. it. uh, And the metronomes were all on the outside wall of this hall. So you had this like huge reverb. And then as the metronomes started dying, like the pings of the metronomes got out of sync and you could like walk around the�����������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������
awful. And the voice that this video creator has is just petrifying. <laughs> it's like this neo childlike insanity. Oh, Lord. Uh, and, oh Sounds it's, horrible. It's, it's horrifying. So yeah, kind of on the flip side of you know comforting voices, that's uh, that's that's not one to link in the show notes. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say maybe I'll just avoid that one. Yeah, don't. <laughs> God, it's awful. What about uh, pizza time? Pizza time. Y'all don't know pizza time. Pizza I do time? not know pizza time. What's oh pizza God, time? I don't even know it's on YouTube still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it. <laughs> It uh it involves uh, some some guys dressed as uh the teenage mutant mutant ninja turtles. Okay. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's pizza time. Please go on for Joe's oh, sake. Oh, go on. Okay, yeah, sure. So uh, <laughs> I was gonna say like the, <laughs> they're dressed up like the TMT guys, uh -huh. and uh, they're all. I think the order is they're all around a pizza, and um, you know they start uh kind of. On the pizza. Oh God! Are we gonna have to cut this out? I, <laughs> I think, think we're gonna uh, have to cut this out. I think they decapitate one of the other turtles. Wait, this isn't on YouTube, is it? I think it is. It may not be anymore. This is not live action, is it? Well, it is, it, but like all the props are like you know crappy plastic. Yeah. Okay. So like when they're you know doing sexual stuff, it's like obviously a plastic bottle. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> like sporting yeah. mayo. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's the most bizarre thing. Yeah, awful. pizza time. <laughs> yeah, pizza time. All right, yeah. I remember that one. Yep. Well, uh, I'll let I'll let you kind of choose to watch that show, but uh I'll definitely link uh I'll link the other guy to you to y'all. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to feel now. Hi, Chelsea. How's it going? Oh, no, I can't hear you. I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. Yes. There's this weird thing with my headphones. If I just, like, unplug it and plug it back in, it magically works. I don't know. <laughs> Are they, like, Type-C to headphone adapter sort of things? I, it's literally just plugged into my computer. I have no idea. <laughs> That's hey, man, plug and play. If it works, it works. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, how's your day going? Um. Okay. It's, I've been working all day, so nice. That's what I've been up to: editing videos for my real job. <laughs> cool. <laughs> what about you guys? Uh, what What have you you two been up to today? Oh, today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Running out in the rain, getting wet, getting food. You know. Cool stuff. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I, uh... Chelsea, Chelsea, we were just talking earlier about how um, uh, uh, how we all love the rain, but it does kind of add to a, like a slightly somber atmosphere. So today has been kind of slow down here, but uh, <laughs> but it's very pretty. Yeah, that's the thing. Rain's good when you're inside, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So we're feeling pretty lazy. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> went to the doctor's and then I came home and carved a knife out of a knife. Like all a right. like a with wooden knife. knife. Yeah, a wooden knife with a regular knife, but I was thinking you, you know, were saying you like you whittled down or you you machined a, an already knife down to a smaller knife. <laughs> That's what I thought. Too. That's my eventual plan. <laughs> Someday. That's your master plan to take over the world. Uh, yes. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. cool. I, I had a I had a boring work day. Same old, same old. 
Chelsea, you want to tell uh, those listeners out there who may not be familiar with your stuff um, what exactly you do? Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm a, I guess, a hobby illustrator out of um, Boston, Massachusetts, or near Boston, Massachusetts, close enough. Um, I don't know. I do a little bit of everything, and that's kind of what I'm about. I like experimenting with art, but I guess mainly I, I always, well, recently my thing has been drawing cute girls with colorful squares behind them. Um, <laughs> but, you know, really anything. Definitely, I like drawing cute girls. Um, I've been experimenting with the gouache. Copic markers are a medium that I use a lot. I don't know. I always have a hard time like defining who I am as an artist because I feel like I change like every couple months. Yeah. And, and then it's just like totally different. So yeah, that, that's me. Well, and you do... Uh not only visual art, but, but music as well, right? Well, I work in the music industry. Um, I used to play guitar, but I don't really play guitar anymore. I actually went to school for music business and guitar. So yeah, music was a bit, was, is a big part of my life. Playing guitar was a big part of my life. Um, cool. yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's, it's really interesting to see how kind of like music and art overlap. Cause I work in education in music, mm-hmm. teaching musicians about the music industry and sort of how to, create a career for themselves as an independent artist and a lot of what i teach musicians kind of overlaps in the art world which is super interesting to see are there any sort of like key elements that carry over i mean i don't want you to give away your trade secrets (laughs) well i mean a big thing we teach is to is to literally just start and i think a lot of people in music and in art they're like oh my god i want i like i want to be a musician i want to be an artist like how do i do that and they overthink it and then they just they're just creating and creating, but they're not putting anything out there because they don't know how or they feel like it'll be wasted if they don't have a big following yet. It's kind of the opposite. You need to start putting stuff out in order to attract the following. Absolutely. Um, so that that's something that we teach um, in music and something I really kind of live by in my art. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of that's... something we were uh, uh, Nicholas brought up in our in our last episode. We, we were talking to Nicholas Cole about um, sort of uh, making people care about your stuff. And, and he brought up the point that like, like people don't really have, uh, you can't expect people to care about your stuff. You just have to put stuff out there and then eventually yeah. they'll start caring if, if it's yeah. stuff that yeah. is, uh, you know, good enough to be cared about. Yeah. It's also like it, a field of dreams rule. If you build it, they will come, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Don't talk about also, it. Just do it. It's Sorry. also like, you know, finding people, it's, like making people care it's more of like finding the people who will care because it's as artists we kind of want everyone to like our art you know but Mm -hmm. not everyone will and you're gonna have that like core tribe of people and sort of finding those people is like is the quest I guess um and you know it's okay to have not everyone like yourself it's it's okay to just like and it's almost better to have you know that little core tribe of people who really dig what you're doing yeah, that more dedicated following, finding that niche. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's got to be interesting as as somebody who plays with a whole bunch of different like media, and by that I mean like the the tools you use for creating art. You do lots of like you mentioned earlier, like pins and Posca pins and Copic markers and watercolor and all sorts of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because I kind of am changing all the time, and stylistically, I feel like I have a different art style like every couple months and you know throwing gouache into the mix throwing ink into the mix throwing poscas into the mix watercolors and it's interesting that 
people still kind of dig it. You know, you'd think that people, a lot of artists feel like they have a style and they can't deviate from that style yeah. because they'll alienate their audience. They think their audience like expects that of them, but I've kind of found the opposite. I've kind of found that my audience really digs when I am experimenting and being true to my own art and my own sort of creative path and my own creative vision. Um, they really seem to appreciate that, which I think is really awesome. Yeah. Actually, speaking of YouTube, um, Chelsea, what are your plans for getting more into YouTube? I, I, I looked at your channel recently and saw that it was, um, you know, it's it, it's really cool, but, you know, maybe like not as many videos as I was expecting. Do you have more plans to like create more on that platform? Yeah, YouTube's been kind of on and off for me. I always battled as someone who has a full time job on top of my art. I always battle with like finding enough time for everything that I want to do. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, that definitely happened with YouTube. I went through ton of stuff in just like real life that this year that kind of threw off that whole schedule. But yeah, I definitely want to get more into it. I really want to have more sort of educational and inspirational videos. I really want my channel to be like a positive place because I feel like a lot of people have a negative relationship with art and something I really try to get across in my Instagram and in my YouTube is, you know, that art can be a positive thing and you don't need to get down on yourself about your art. So that's definitely something I want to work on. I'm trying to get into a weekly schedule with YouTube, starting yeah. with trying to upload every other week and kind of then moving into a weekly schedule. I recently got a new editing pro program for my videos. So kind of learning that at the moment, but hopefully I'll be able to pump out videos a little faster, but ultimately I would like that to be, you know, a big part of how I communicate with people. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great tool. And so yeah, a it's a great message to go with too, because you know, it's just as all of us speaking as artists in general, or just anyone creating, you're always going to hear that voice of this isn't looking right. This isn't sounding right. And it really is nice to have that, that response of positivity going on with your messages. Yeah. When I first started Instagram, I saw like so many people would, and it wasn't necessarily big things, but little things like people starting their posts on Instagram with like, I don't really like this, but, or this is a horrible piece of art, but yeah. like I drew this. So it's self deprecation. And like, it, yeah, it's content. just all the time. And I've seen artists, it's like every single post they're doing that. And it's almost to the point where they don't realize it. And it's yeah. it's as simple as just breaking that habit wow. and finding one thing you like about your art instead yeah. of one thing you hate about it. And just getting in the habit of doing that and that kind of helps you build a more positive relationship with art. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. I mean, <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, it's supposed to be something you enjoy and that brings you happiness, you know? Yeah, true. I think if for a you lot grow of that, from it, then it's worth it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's basically where I was going with that. A lot of people have trouble with that uh, starting off, like that growing process, going from like being somebody who wants to do art to somebody who does art. Right. There's mm -hmm. a there's a sort of wall there of like self handicapping that a lot of people have trouble sort of getting past psychologically. Uh, yeah. And once you get past that, it gets so much easier. Like you were talking about uh, editing the YouTube videos like doing YouTube videos every week right now for you would be immensely frustrating, I assume. Uh, yeah. But you start off small, you get into that flow of learning the program and getting better at doing the edits and all that stuff. And then suddenly doing a video every week isn't so hard or intimidating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's almost like a 
fake it till you make it type thing. You know, if you want to be an artist, you just start doing art and you start just posting it. And totally. that that's how, that's how you become an artist. You don't need to go to art school or like take classes or have X amount of hours in, in art. You just start doing art and mm-hmm. if you want to share it, do it. Yeah, that's right. Don't talk about it. Just do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, well, I, I, I take that back. Talk about it if you're on a podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the appropriate time. Yeah, not, not hugely <laughs> useful podcast content if you just sort of sit there and think about how good you are. <laughs> well, we are the talks of it. <laughs> I mean, unless your podcast is in Morse code or something. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I wonder we, if that's a thing. Yeah, we, we were talking oh, about doing that earlier. Might be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's never going to happen, guys. You're talking about doing all these experiments with different materials and different mediums. Is there an, another medium you hope to work with in the future they haven't messed with? I mean, I want to get better at gouache. That's a big one for me. That's kind of like probably our next step after Inktober's over. But digital. I've always... Yeah. I've, like, I love seeing digital art from other people, but every time I try it, I'm just, like, failing miserably, and it's just a mess. And I feel like I feel like when I'm drawing on paper, I can, like, draw a face, and it'll look like a face. When I try to do it in digital, it literally just looks like a... I don't even know what it doesn't... Like, it's like the physical drawing skills don't transfer to digital for me, but it's something that I really want to be able to do. And uh, kind of the way I draw traditionally... I feel like it would transfer well stylistically to digital, but I just need to like sit down and, and practice with it really. I think yeah. that's what it's yeah. down to. And even like talking with a friend that also, like he's actually recently going from traditional to digital and I've been in digital for probably about 10 years now at this point. And um, what I can say is you never get like a complete one-to-one like in your dis- traditional work and your digital work. It, uh-huh there's always this kind of disconnect and they'll always be present, but that distance between the two becomes lesser and lesser, of course. But yeah, it is, it is weird. Okay. Well, if you have any tips for digital, let me know (laughs) because I'll need them. (laughs) Sure thing. You mentioned Inktober a minute ago. What is your opinion on, I guess we'll say Inktober specifically. Uh, Like what's your experience with that? Yeah. So I did it last year. Last year was my first year doing Inktober. Um, And my approach last year, I went into it thinking, okay, I want to come out of this with a zine of all my Inktobers. And I did it, <laughs> but because I had set that, like, this needs to be like a, a published thing that I'm going to sell, I kind of put a lot of pressure on myself to have each piece be like print quality, like yeah. piece of art. Um, so it, it really stressed me out last year. And like, I, I enjoyed it as a whole, but it definitely stressed me out. Um, and I ended up with like, I ended up like straining my eyes majorly, but it was good. And I did it. Like I accomplished the goals I wanted to set out to do last year. Um, but this year I'm taking a much more chill approach to Inktober. Um, Mm -hmm. I may not even do all 31 days. I'm already like, I'm already like three days behind. Just a couple. (laughs) Which is is fine. But I don't know. So I've noticed this year a lot of people are taking a more chill approach and not necessarily thinking they need to do like a finished, refined, amazing, incredible pieces of artwork each day, but more just like playing with ink each day. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm doing this year. So every day, if I put ink on paper in some way, shape or form, I'll feel happy with myself. 
So it doesn't need to be a finished piece. It could literally just be putting ink on paper and seeing how it behaves with like mixing different ink mediums and stuff. And sometimes it'll just be like a little doodle and sometimes it will be a finished piece. And sometimes I'm also using it as a chance to experiment with different techniques like that I never really have done before. So for example, last year, I definitely stayed in my comfort zone in terms of what I was creating and the techniques I was using. So I pretty much just used fine liner and like a flat ink washes because that's what I was comfortable with and I didn't want to mess up. Um, so this year I've been doing a lot more stylistic experimentations, a lot more uh, like technique inspir- experimentations. And I hope to do a lot more of that because I want it to, I want this year Inktober to be more of like a artistic growth type month for me. Yeah. Uh, as sure, opposed to yeah. just stressing myself out kind of month. <laughs> Yeah, just using the event as an excuse to sort of expand when you wouldn't normally be able to motivate yourself to do the same or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chelsea, I um, have been admiring your Instagram account and all the, you know, really cool, uh, um, really cool sketches and drawings that you've been that you've been doing Uh, something. Something that I kind of noticed the last time we had a physical, you know, artist. Well, you know, that that did similar drawings. Uh, uh, she did comics. That was those those Jaws. Uh, so Chelsea, when I looked at your Instagram, I almost noticed that you were maybe using recurring characters. Yeah, I have I have a few characters, and I definitely have apart from my main characters that I have named, I have a few kind of recurring similar traits to characters that aren't really a set character, but. They kind of, like, for example, I keep yeah. drawing a witch with curly hair, but she's not really a character. Um, just kind of stylistic, kind of. Yeah, it's just kind of thematic. I'm drawing curly hair. Yeah. Moment. But so I have three characters. I've had more, but they've kind of, you know, dropped off or I'm not interested in them anymore. But I have a demon character named London. Um, <laughs> and she is always bored of everything and she has a major attitude problem. So she's really fun to draw because. You know, she's her facial expressions are always like super just over everything. Um, I have a girl named Dot who her story is basically she was kind of falling into a collapsing star. And instead of the star fully collapsing, it converged on her sneakers, giving her powers to jump through or literally (laughs) step through dimensions. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I really want to make stories about those two, but um, I just haven't had the time to get around to it. And then my third character is a cyborg named Clementine, and she kind of wanders around a futuristic world trying to save all of the uh, organic life. It was it, I actually created her on, on a collab with a friend, and he created a character who is basically on a mission to pollute and destroy the world. And I created a character who is a robot trying to actually save the organic life on the planet. So those are my characters. Multiple layers of yin and yang, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of the artist, and this is this is the person's name, um, Woon Woon Young Jung. He's an artist that does these characters of these really like really cute girls that are all witches. And like he has this sort of similar to yours, these very vibrant colors. And this is all done digitally. And it's just 
you know, him traveling around with these witches. Some of them, sometimes they're playing tennis with dinosaurs uh, and stuff like that. But uh, definitely check the artist out because I kind of see a similarity with the just the really beautiful colors and the really cute girls. And like, and then you just talked about like a whole storyline with some of your characters. I just want to let you know about that person in case yeah. that inspires you. Yeah, I actually, I just checked Instagram because sometimes I forget who I'm actually following. But yeah, yeah I'm following, I'm following that person. Okay. I, think I only started <laughs> recently following them. There was like something with a dinosaur, one of their, the dinosaur things they did. And I was just like, yes, instant <laughs> follow this. <laughs> Like your your colors and like just your landscape pieces with the gouache, like it made me think of that artist right away. Oh, that's interesting. Thank that's you. Cool. That's that's really cool because their work is amazing. So. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing that we've talked about is uh, sort of important to you outside of music and art is Halloween. Yes. So I was wondering if you had any interesting or maybe unusual Halloween traditions. You know, weirdly enough. As much as I like October and Halloween, I never actually dress up, which is probably a bad thing, but I'm really That's like okay. a homebody, That's so acceptable. I I don't like go to crazy Halloween parties or anything like that. That's not really my scene. I don't know. We do like all the really basic crap, like apple, <laughs> apple picking and going to like the pumpkin patch and <laughs> stuff like that. Last year, we went to this, um, this haunted forest thing where the people actually dress up and like come at you with chainsaws and crap. Nice. Mm -hmm. And it was actually quite funny, which it <laughs> probably should have been, but I was just laughing the whole time. Were <laughs> they, like they, they were prop chainsaws, right? Like, yeah. This, I mean, is, it was, this no, isn't it was like a, this cra some crazy, like hillbilly out in the thing. Like, Oh, we'll just use a real <laughs> thing. Whatever. <laughs> Be careful, that Bobby. <laughs> actually it was a real chainsaw but they took the chain off uh, okay. So it, oh okay it was uh, just yeah. as loud as the real thing and like yeah that's what and he like. like jumped out of and he had like a pig mask on too so it was, it was that that guy was kind of scary everyone else was kind of funny but <laughs> i think it was just a loud noise that chainsaw man i think that's what oh, they yeah. didn't yeah i think that's what they did in evil dead they took the chainsaw chain out of the chainsaw is it is it visible that the chain is off uh yes yeah <laughs> but it still makes smoke though uh -huh. yeah, yeah it does yeah <laughs> that's how hard you look you know and it's just as loud exactly. yeah yep is there like ever like a time when like october rolls around and you, you step inside like the grocery store and you see a bunch of skeletons and you're like yes it's it's happening <laughs> except it doesn't happen in october anymore it starts coming out in like end of august really seriously all the halloween stuff yeah, yeah. it's like earlier every year i am okay Cap with that actually yeah i, I mean <laughs> i'm not complaining I yeah gonna, yeah gonna... yeah i actually saw i was in um like michael's or something and they had christmas stuff right next to the halloween stuff and it was uh. it was kind of an interesting uh juxtaposition there <laughs> <laughs> the christmas creep beside the creepy creep Especially with you, because you're not only doing art, but also involvement with music. Outside of music and art, what is it you like to do for fun or even just to relax? Hiking. Ah. I like hiking. That's kind of like my, if I'm on, if I'm on top of a mountain or a hill, um, that's like my happy place. So definitely hiking. That's awesome. Plus, like, I guess up north, y'all actually have seasons with your trees. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, lucky. <laughs> yeah. We, we have nice. green and no leaves. Oh, that's <laughs> those, good. those are the two like, modes. That's good. Yep. Well, I think that's 
pretty much it. Do you have anything you wanted to, uh, I guess you can tell everybody where they can find your stuff. And then uh, if you have anything you want to shout out before we let you go, anything you think people should be paying attention to? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, to find me, I have Instagram and YouTube. It's just uh, Chelsea Grace I on both of them. So Instagram.com slash Chelsea Grace I and YouTube, same thing. Pretty much the only social medias I use. Um, so <laughs> that's, big that's where you find me. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much for talking with us. Yeah, yes, thanks thank so much. Thank it's you. It's been super fun. Okay, so now that's just us three. I just want to let y'all in, like try to figure out this as a business plan. How do you feel about the nicotine tea? <laughs> I feel like we got something here. <laughs> but I feel that... like that's really just like a, a, a dreamscape version of Tamako from The Simpsons. Like, I feel like that's all that. Tamako? <laughs> yeah, do you remember that Simpsons episode when they like... I remember um, that. It, when they infused like tobacco leaves and tomatoes... And so you what? take a bite out of this big, red, juicy tomato, and it's all tobacco inside of it, and people start spitting it out, and then they immediately get addicted, so it's like it's, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this booming operation. You can actually make them. You can make not, tobacco? You, uh, tobacco, yeah. Not, not in the way that they do it on the show, but you can uh, graft yeah. a uh, tomato plant on top of the roots of a tobacco plant, and you can straight up get... <laughs> You can make a tomacco. <laughs> That's hilarious. Just super fan things. God, herbology is cool, mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever you call it. I think it's herbology you, still when it's when it's fruits and vegetables, right? You you can do the same thing with tomatoes and and weed <laughs> and make a weed tomato or a like a salsa. Tomato. Make like a, a salsa that gets you high. Dude, really? <laughs> yeah. Would it be a salsa verde? You know what I would call it? What? <laughs> CB Diablo. <laughs> that, that, wow, that was really good. <laughs> CB Diablo. I want to be mad, but that's Ooh. actually really clever. And the spicier version would be THCU in hell. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Joe. All right. That feels way too fast for a response. <laughs> Have you been thinking about this? Uh, No. i believe you i believe you 100 percent. i guess something uh uh, kind of fun uh past couple podcasts actually this is gonna be my second time referencing the jaws episode during that one we were talking about pt knockoffs and um john you were bringing up allison road and i was bringing up visage Mm -hmm. well guess what visage is now early access on steam yeah i i saw someone play through it all I still haven't finished it. I got I, like I have like seven hours logged into that game and it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all well. Hey, no. Yeah. But you were watching. I, I was streaming it. You were watching that, right? I wa- Yeah, I watched you. Yeah, you were uh, uh, you were cracking really funny jokes about it. I remember that. Yeah, I cracked a joke. <laughs> yeah. No, two. Oh, yeah. I was like the the beer can is a metaphor for beer. <laughs> <laughs> there is so many beer cans in that digital house. And you can pick up every single one. (laughs) There's no use for them, is there? No, not at all. Like, there's a lot of objects you can, like, pick up and examine and stuff. No, not a single use for any of it. Wow. And, yeah, so 
so I love the game. Um, it's it's it, it's a wonderful experience. It's everything I wanted. It's 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 really disturbing. So I gotta like you know stay away from it for a while. And, and oh my God, that opening scene! Jesus Christ, I haven't been so disturbed by a by a scene in a game since Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Remember No Russian when you have to like kill all the innocent people? Do you remember that? I do not, but I remember that being like on the news because it was yeah. pretty. Yeah. That? Yeah, it was really heavy. And like the opening of this game starts. That was the one thing like when I started streaming that game, um, I uh, uh, didn't record. So uh. I so I hit press stream, but I didn't hit press record. So I streamed at exactly 2.30 a.m. to exactly zero people because I'm a night owl. And that's just what I do. <laughs> um, yeah, like that opening scene, it starts out with like a light bulb, then it pans down. And like you see that it's a, a first person perspective from this guy who's like, you know, kind of kind of wobbling, maybe pretty drunk or something. And he loads a revolver bullet by bullet. And what? then it pans up and then it pans up and you see three people like tied up to chairs and he just executes them, all three of them. And two of them are kids. And then he kills himself and bam, title goes up. It's the most disturbing. It's a guy who kills his family. It's so disturbing. That's and that's crazy. how this, that's how this horror game starts. Yeah. So like we, like there's a huge warning for like this this game contains incredibly disturbing material but they don't tell you exactly what but like if you see like trigger warnings or something take it seriously man like no like i mean even something like talking about it in this context like if i leave that section in it'll definitely be a trigger warning just in case <laughs> because yeah actually actually uh uh can you yeah yeah you probably should remove me saying that but can you keep this whole conversation but just uh, uh, replace all of that with with me reading something really nice. <laughs> Maybe something like I so, was only so half paying starts. attention anyways, so I'm not sure right now <laughs> what what amount of effort that would take. You can just put like a, <laughs> what if you put like happy music over it? <laughs> yes, oh that'd be very good. <laughs> Which reminds me, I, as you know, I've been kind of you know stuck at home. Mm -hmm. uh, and I tried to find some stuff to watch on, you know, on the tubes, on the yeah. Hulu and the Netflix. <laughs> and not, not a whole lot. Um, but I was looking at some categories this morning on Hulu. Yeah. And they have like a section called like spooky, not scary. And on that section, they had killer clowns from outer space. And I'm like, sir, sir, <laughs> that movie is horrifying. That is not a spooky, not scary movie. That is, in fact, horror <laughs> incarnate. I feel like I saw an I, ad or something from that recently. That almost seems like a meta horror, though, where where it's not like like a genuine artistic horror. It's just it. What makes it horrifying is how creepy it inherently is. And yeah. It's bizarre. And like speaking of horror games, that kind of reminds me of like the weird FMV horror games, like uh, like uh, Phantasmagoria, or or. <laughs> I have or, no idea or, what or, FMV is, but my brain made it Full Metal Virgin. I don't know why. <laughs> is that like found movie or okay uh uh full motion video so it's like animated you know in the in the mid 90s mid to late 90s oh. they would uh, try to do like full video on top of animated backgrounds and it looks super bizarre and that's what phantasmagoria is that's what this other surreal thing is called a uh, um harvester it was all like shock and stuff but it's like uh interesting it's it's not it's not horrifying or disturbing in the way that, you know, it's it's genuinely meant to be. It's just inherently bizarre. And it's so bizarre that it winds up 
being effective in a different way. And John, I think that's kind of what you're talking about with um, with that movie. Yeah. No, that movie's just terrifying. <laughs> I hate clowns. You're like, no, it's wrong and it shouldn't exist. It needs oh, to go away. Hey, hey, that's a different way of describing it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a complex thought like you put it. It's, it's just straight up no. <laughs> no. It's a simple thing. Nope. At least to me it is. Like, I uh, I told you, like, the idea with the camp thing, not to give too much away, but, like, they had, like, Cocoon. I don't know if you've seen the movie or not. I haven't yeah, seen it yeah. in a long time. Yeah. But, uh, y- y'all seen it? Yes. Okay, Where so you remember the camp? time with, like, the, that they're wrapped up in the cotton candy and this big old clown, like, takes a crazy straw and sticks it in and, like, sucks the blood out of some teen. I'm like, huh. I forgot about that. I yeah. don't remember that scene. I remember it because it scarred me. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to use that for uh, Camp Wet Moss. No, I don't want a crazy, crazy <laughs> straw blood-sucking moment, please. What about it? Well, I don't want to spoil anything, I guess, so I won't suggest nah. the alternative. But you know where I'm going with that. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Joe. No, I mean, like, yeah, as in maybe, explore it. <laughs> <laughs> Might be too close for comfort. Yeah. Alex, do you want to tell people where they can find your stuff? Why did I say it like that? No, actually, I don't want to tell anyone where they okay. can find my stuff. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Jonathan, on... you want to tell people? <laughs> no, 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 I was kidding, I was kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram, at artsytwat. I'm on Twitter, at fucking shags. I'm on YouTube, Alex Alston. And my nice. YouTube is still dead. There is, like, still nothing on there. That's, that's but okay. But hopefully we can change that. Hopefully we can change that. It has been a time. I, I expect a, a boom of creativity from you. And I, and I don't mean that in like a like a positive, friendly way. I mean, I literally expect that for from you or we will stop being friends. Okay. All right. I guess I got to create stuff. All right. Uh, Jonathan, you want to tell people where to find your stuff? Uh, yeah. You can find me on Instagram at rttwat. Um, I'm on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, you both very much. <laughs> you, no, really. You can uh, find me at uh, on Instagram at Dockle Jonathan. It's not going to be a lot of stuff there, so just head on over to J Dockle. That's J D O C K A L, and find some portfolio work. You can also jdockle.com. <laughs> yeah, jdockle.com. <laughs> you got to put the three W's in too. Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe also, not. The, the last episode in which we talked about the three W's uh, has not gone up yet. So we don't know for sure if anyone's tried it because we're too lazy to try it ourselves. Well, you, just, just to reiterate, three W's, <laughs> jdockle.com. That's where you can find art. Um, you can also find jewelry and pay for it at warrensobby.com <laughs> and use a code LFL podcast and save some money. Yay. So, yeah. And also 10% goes to... Uh, Pencils of Promise, which is uh, to help educate kids in less fortunate uh, countries. <laughs> I, did, I did it. <laughs> you did it. You got it. You even got the plug-in for Pencils of Promise. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, pretty Yeah, awesome. and we, I've raised $12 so far, and we're keeping it on that one, not changing it, because I've only raised $12, and it feels like I should raise more money for them. Yeah. Hey, it's a good cause, man. It's a really yeah. good cause. It, it, is a, it is a particularly good one. You can find me on Instagram at speakwithanimals. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joseph R. Strom. You can find everything else I do at plantasticfanit.com. Is that a dog? <laughs> that is. Um, that's Marley barking. Oh, hi, Marley. Yeah, she's barking outside. <laughs> mm mm-hmm.
You can find show notes for this and other episodes at lflpodcast.com. That's lflpodcast.com. I want to thank my co-hosts, Alex and Jonathan. Hey, pleasure being here. Yep. And uh, thanks again to Chelsea for joining us. Links to most of what we talked about today will be in the show notes as always. Thank you everyone out there for listening to the seventh episode of Like for Like. Take care of yourselves and remember... I don't know what this thing is from. Is that the closer that I wrote for this? Oh, oh, I, I know. What? I, I got a closure for you. Okay. <laughs> Many hands make light work, unless your job description has you carrying around pails of severed hands. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, John. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>